Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Podcharge. It is the inaugural episode. We have been super, super hyped to do this. Uh, I am proud to announce that with me, I have the venerable Crow and Cat Nado. Welcome to the Hi show. There. We have been so fucking excited about this. And yes, there will be a lot of cursing. That is why this show is rated M for mature. Yeah. So all of you under 13, you can get the fuck out right now because we're, <laughs> we're in it for, for the money right now. We're not making any money, but that's what we're in it for. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> but, but not yeah, really. Good, if you're good. below 13, we'd love for you to be here. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> With parental supervision, maybe. With parental supervision. Exactly. There yeah. you go. So. As we all were when we were 13. Oh, oh yeah. I was, I, I think when I was 13, I was, no, even when I was younger than 13, I started watching Family Guy back then. Shit was amazing. Oh, yeah. I was watching Pet Cemetery when oh I was God. like five. That sounds terrible. I learned something new. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Might be before Look my it time. up later. Not now. <laughs> yeah, okay, this we're is getting a off on a tangent. <laughs> um, so, how have you guys been doing? Uh, pretty good? Pretty bad? Pretty good. Yeah. Yep. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. I agree with you on that. So, should we tell the listeners a little bit about what this show is going to be like or kind of how the flow of things are going to go? Or should we just jump right in? Man, we don't even know what this show is going to be like and how the flow is going to go. That's why go. it's a podge. There you go. It is a podge. We're. we're so varied that we don't even we're, we're backwards with how varied we are we don't understand ourselves <laughs> this show is actually just a way of us <laughs> making sense of ourselves and you know it's just it's just exactly. a metaphor for our philosophical bullshit okay so <laughs> yeah essentially we're just going to talk about some uh really big deals in pop culture we happen to focus a lot in video games video games are awesome we love them but really we're just video games anime music yeah yeah, exactly. All those topics that everyone loves. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're glad you're here with us. So we are going to start out with a section that we like to call rant or rave. And this is a section that Crow in particular is going to contribute to a lot. But I know that Catnado and I also will have things to contribute to this as well. And we actually have a good topic that Crow wants to talk about in this section. So I'm looking forward to hearing about it. <laughs> You know, it's, oh, it, it should not be a good topic. It really shouldn't. It should be a fucking easy topic. <laughs> so we, we're we a big fan of a game called Overwatch. Surprise, surprise. And yes, mm -hmm. the, us and the rest of the world. And um, in Overwatch, um, you know, different people play for different reasons. Some people play because they're competitive. Some people play because they have fun. Me personally, I like to play... Well, I play any game because I'm a completionist and also a trophy whore at the same time. Yep. I'm about, what, 91% right now for the Platinum? And there is one trophy that I have been gunning for, and I say that in the most literal sense. The character is a fucking tank, like, with a fucking gun for an arm. And I cannot get it for the life of me. Uh, there's a character named Bastion who fucking turns into a tank. And he's supposed to kill four people. In the time that he's a tank. And there are plenty of characters that have these kind of trophies. And I have gotten most of these characters' trophies. Bastion has quickly risen up to my third most used character. <laughs> and I have still <laughs> not gotten this fucking trophy. You hate him so I much. I truly, truly hate playing with him. Like, I thought I hated, I thought <laughs> I hated playing with Torb. But at least Torbjorn was fucking mobile. 
And, you know, I've had Catnado has been gracious enough to, um, you know, support me. She's, she makes for a pretty, pretty solid Zarya and she likes to do the, do the gravity, uh, what's it called? Gravity surge, gravity, graviton, graviton surge. Graviton surge. Um, so yeah, she is, she's been very helpful and instrumental in helping me, um, you know, kind of group up enemies to kill and somehow still hasn't happened. Still haven't gotten four people. <laughs> it's such an easy trophy, it seems, too, because so many people have it. Oh, yeah. No, it it, it should be easy. And, and you're like 17 hours <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. You, <laughs> you would, can't get it. I, you know, let's think of all the other characters that have like a kill four, kill six designation know, or what have you. like Doomfist. Yeah, I haven't gotten Doomfist yet either, but in fairness, I've, I've played him for less than an hour. Whereas, you know, like I've gotten Reapers, I've gotten Junkrats, I've gotten Faras. I had Mercy's res for whatever, whenever, you know, back before they nerfed her, buffed her, whatever you want to call it now at this point. Rip Mercy. <laughs> Rest in peace. Back in the day. Um, so sad. But yeah, fuck it. Fuck if I can get Bastion's trophy. And <laughs> it's just infuriating. I'm done. And I keep telling Judge to play some Sombra for us. Yeah. Hack that judge. those maze. Hack those Reinhardts. Yeah, I'm the world's worst Sombra though, so I mean... <laughs> maybe someday and may has may has been absolutely wrecking my odds at getting this trophy like we we were talking about this the other day like it doesn't seem like there's that many mays that play like that many people <laughs> that play may in overwatch yet somehow they always come out whenever i'm in bastion and as a result we've seen a ton of fucking mays lately so true like you never see them hardly ever anymore unless you're trying to get that trophy and then Random wall appears. God, in the middle of a fucking graviton surge. <laughs> so oh yeah. Sad. There was there was there was one point we were at um we were we were on a map like in a very narrow corridor and you got five of them trapped inside one of those graviton surges and right as I started to ult that may put up an ice wall that blocked me out of the fucking room <laughs> for the entirety <laughs> get that. for the entirety of my ult and yours. Oh man, <laughs> I was crying. I was so mad. I was just laughing my ass off. Mm. And Crow was like standing dead still on the point. Like it was fucking three. Uh, I only got oh three. no, that was a different occasion. That was <laughs> Oh damn. I'm not even talking about the same like that I actually I was actually able to break through the ice wall that time and kill like everybody that I could see there, but I think like Genji or somebody came in and stole like at least one of those kills from me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's that's my that's my rant for the week. Fuck Genji. Fucking Bastion. Everyone, Fucking really. Bastion. I mean, let's just bash on everyone. <laughs> Why not? Oh well, I'd say that was a pretty rant worthy topic. Um but I, I feel I feel like you have your own rant that you need to get out of your system, Judge. Tell tell us about that. Oh boy. I sure do. And actually this is one that uh Kalana or Kat can share in my anger with uh, we are, we are also fans, all three of us are also fans of Dead by Daylight, uh, really solid game. Uh, we can have a ton of fun with it, or we can be extremely outraged with it, uh, typically <laughs> outraged with it. And that's actually where this rant comes in today. Uh, so f- there's a character in Dead by Daylight, and it is a licensed character, which is another cool thing that they do with that game. And it's actually Freddy. Which, when I first started playing this game, I thought, that is extremely cool that they have Freddy in this game. Like, that's awesome. I'm going to love this. 
spoiler, I do not love this. So like, Freddy, <laughs> Freddy is like the bane of our existence. All three of us despise Freddy with a burning passion. Like, I know, it feels like we always die against Freddy. Yeah, we do. Every fucking time. And I don't know why, because he's not even considered, like, he's considered the lowest of the low of all the killers. Yeah, he's like... Like, in high ranks, he's easy peasy, apparently. I don't understand get it. good. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. With an, with an IT, get good. With Damn it. <laughs> he's just, he's so infuriating to go against, and all three of us are all, I mean, every time... We go up against a Freddy. We are all tempted to disconnect immediately just because, I mean, it never ends well for any of us, typically. Mm-hmm. And so. We never disconnect, though. Oh. We pull through. Oh, yeah. And we definitely well, don't. We pull through until we get hooked. Yeah. And we definitely don't get mad at each other for not unhooking each other. Like ever. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. No. Never. And I, I, I was I was actually thinking about this the other day though. I, th- I think like to me, Freddy and Doctor are like in the same in the same level of annoying killers. And I think the reason that I prefer Doctor to Freddy is because uh, when you're playing against Doctor, like you just know that since you're gonna scream, you might as well just fucking run around anyway. Whereas with Freddy, you still <laughs> feel tempted to hide. Like you're like, oh well, maybe he won't see me because, but you can still hear him, and you can't see him until you start to fall asleep and. You know, it's just like you you feel like you can you can be more aggressive against a doctor because you're boned anyway. If you if you don't, whereas with Freddy, it's like you should be aggressive, but you're kind of afraid to. Yeah, exactly. So we could we're you're definitely going to hear more rants about uh, Dead by Daylight. I guarantee it. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And and Overwatch Overwatch. and many other games uh, for future segments. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, actually, we get to move into one of our core segments of the show now, which looking forward to. Uh, this is essentially just going to be our week in review. So, these are just going to be kind of minor topics that we mention or that we're going to mention, and we're going to discuss them a little bit before we jump into our main segment uh, each week. So, the big one this week is that there was the Shadow of the Colossus remake that came out, and Helana mm. Catnado actually has. Uh, she bought it, and I'm sure she's got a lot to say about it in terms of what she thinks about <laughs> it. Well, it was one of my favorites growing up. I mean, as you all know, everyone that's played that game back in the day knows how amazing it is. But um, I was what I remembered most about that game was actually the environment growing up. Like I remembered, it's really weird to say, but like the fields and just the open world and the remake is fucking amazing like it's so beautiful and it made that world just look even better than i remember that's for sure so i don't really actually have very much experience with this uh this game i mean i what i'm about to get flamed if anyone's listening (laughs) uh no not really because i played it i played the remake or not the remake but the remaster that they put out on the ps3 because it was on ps plus about a year ago, or maybe more. I'm not sure. They put it out on PS3. Yeah, it was a it was a remaster. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, and had no idea. I played it, and my experience with it was, I only got through maybe the first two or three Colossi, and mm-hmm. my first experience with or the first Colossus was like majestic. I thought that they executed that so freaking well. 
Um, oh yeah, they're amazing. And uh, probably a theme you're going to notice is consistent <laughs> with me is that I like to I like video game soundtracks and music. Um, mm. Shadow of the Colossus has a freaking phenomenal soundtrack. I, di- I haven't even played the entire game, but I've yeah. listened to the soundtrack and it is amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, so I, I actually can't comment too much on Shadow of the Colossus since I haven't personally played it either. Um, my brothers played it back when we were, you know, back when we were brats. Um, brats. and it seemed pretty solid. I know uh, Neil Neil Druckmann, who we're all a pretty mm-hmm. big fan of. Uh, he's the director of The Last of Us, uh, and is he involved in Uncharted Four, uh, Uncharted series? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Lost Legacy. Uh, yeah, he he just recently gave Shadow of the Colossus a shout out on Twitter as one of like the best, play- uh, I think, video games of all time. Actually, yeah, I saw so that. I saw that as well. That uh, that kind of got me a little more pumped to play it at some point after I, you know, work through my backlog a little bit. It's a really unique game because you play, you kind of play as the villain, like the whole time Uh-oh. you feel... Spoiler. Well, no, no, it's not a spoiler. You'll know right when you come in. Like you feel so guilty killing the Colossi. It, it, you just feel like garbage the whole time you're doing it, to be honest. I mean, I feel like that generally, so it'll Aww. be fine. See, I know that there there are some pretty interesting talking points that I've seen people uh, like in terms of analysis for that game. Um, just mm. because I, I mean, I wasn't aware of the of the main character being like bad or whatever, but uh, I did feel guilty in the first two or three colossi that I actually did kill. I felt guilty because they they looked so they looked like gentle giants. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like they intentionally made their expressions look like just yeah. They're not doing anything to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're minding their own business, and then you come along and murder them for your own selfish reasons. Yeah. So it's not like you're a straight up villain, but you're a hunter. You're not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a game I'm looking forward to uh, to playing. I'm definitely going to get the remaster, especially if it's only forty dollars. I've feel like Sony games typically they drop decently quick compared to others so if they get it's once it goes on sale I'll definitely snatch it up and play it you know a game I have no desire to play what's that battlefront 2 <laughs> I don't think anyone has a desire to play that game anymore yeah like I, I literally never hear anybody talking about it anymore except for the controversy mm-hmm. that, that comes with it and it's it's kind of funny actually because it like seemed like a game that had a lot of promise up until <sighs> microtransactions. <laughs> uh yeah, you heard that they uh they are they decided that they are going to bring back loot boxes even after all the controversy. Yeah. Yeah, they always <laughs> said that though. They said it from the beginning that they'd be bringing them back. Uh, Got to read know, the small just, print. <laughs> nobody reads the small print. <laughs> yeah, no one. That's why we're all we're all slaves to Apple at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? We should we should probably take this moment to talk about our sponsors. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our imaginary sponsors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not so imaginary after this episode. Oh, yeah. We can leave like we can leave like a little blank space in so that we can just insert the names of the sponsors that are going to take us in after this episode. Yeah, yeah. Tim Cook. Yeah, we'd like to th- we'd like to thank Tim Cook. I know you're listening, Tim Cook. Uh, you know you're a great man. Uh, if you could fund all of our future podcasting endeavors, you know, give us some new Macs. Uh, yeah. You know, just we. Uh, 
I I I, I already have enough garbage at home. Thanks, oh, though. God. Rude. That hurts. Oh, that hurts I'm a sorry. lot. Did I say that out loud? That hurts a lot. So he's just jealous. <laughs> let's uh let's let's shift our focus away from Sony a little bit. Uh and let's talk about the other big news that was associated with Nintendo. Nintendo has been in the headlines this past couple weeks. They've been just like all over the place. And that's because they announced I guess they're gonna bring over Mario Kart to mobile devices, which is a big deal. Um, and apparently they announced another Mario movie, which we can all hope and pray doesn't turn out to be a travesty <laughs> like the, uh, the first Mario movie. Haven't seen it. Uh, uh, I oh seen man. It I have no desire to see a live action Mario movie or even an animated one for that. <laughs> oh matter. man. I had nightmares as a kid from that movie. You guys should, Ooh. you guys should definitely, uh, we should all, we should all get together and have a bad movie night. And watch that. It's, it's and death note. We can watch Death Note with oh. that, too. I, I don't think I, I still, can, ooh. Crow. I, I, I don't think I can watch I, it again. <laughs> I, I really I don't. Still, I've been putting that off all goddamn summer. Like, I'm pretty sure I've, I've, I've heard everybody tell me, like, oh, it's so horrible. You need to watch it. And I'm like, no, it's it's my favorite manga series of all time. Why would I want to wreck that <laughs> It's image? not even, like, one of those movies that's, like, so bad it's good. It's just, yeah, it's no. just bad. Willem <laughs> Dafoe bad. is the best part of that movie. Yeah, yeah I have high hopes it. for it just because William Defoe is in it, but the rest of it sounds pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible, can't confirm. I think they they made a live action Death Note movie in Japan though too. I think like a sequel. Yeah, that one's those. really good. Have you seen it? Yeah. Like I, like I've seen I've seen the first like the first three movies the the Death Note the sequel to Death Note and then the L Change the World mm-hmm. L Change the World was yeah. But the other two were really good. They were, yes. And I was, and I was looking. But you've seen the newest one that came out, the the fourth one or whatever. No, I have not. I thought you were talking uh, about the old ones. No, no. <laughs> I didn't so, even like, know I, there was a new one. I, I, like I don't know if it's come out yet or not, but it, it looked really interesting. Like very different than than anything like I've seen from Death Note so far. It had like a large looking cast. I'm not sure exactly where the Death Note or the Shinigami played a play, uh, played a role at. But it looked it looked pretty intense. Yeah, guys, I agree. Uh, Mario Kart on mobile devices does sound like an extremely <laughs> promising idea, and I think that Nintendo is really going to knock this one out of the park. I'm glad that you guys agree. <laughs> Oops. But to be fair, yes, the uh, the live action Death Note is pretty good. But we'll talk about that. No, 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 no. Let's talk about Mario. We're going to talk about Mario Kart, but we'll probably end up talking okay, about that cool. Death Note adaptation later at a later date. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that so that we, so that I can talk about it with you guys in a future podcast. Cause I think you've both seen we it. We have. I, I, I'm, I'm intentionally putting that off cause I just, I need, I need a full day to, it's rough to watch it and then recover sure. from it. Yeah. You need to, you need to pace yourself it's rough, with that. But it one. needs to be done. <laughs> pace myself. Take some hour long Overwatch yes. breaks. Anything to get mm-hmm. through you. It'll take something strong to get you through that one. So Mario Kart on mobile devices. I, I just want to take a second to talk about this because regardless of if you're a fan of Nintendo or not, um, I think that this is going to be an interesting development. The fact that Nintendo has started focusing on putting their resources into mobile development, I think is pretty telling for the direction that game publishers and developers are trying to push with uh, the mobile platform. And uh, we'll probably end up talking about that as well. But I actually think that Nintendo has got something really good going on with this idea. This is something that I remember we dreamed about as kids on the playground. 
And they announced today, I believe, or maybe the past couple days, that it's going to be free to start playing, of course. Big surprise. Hmm. Um, but surely, surely there won't be any microtransactions. No, I don't even know what those are. I'm sure that Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo wouldn't sully their hands with such practices, I'm sure. Actually, actually, in fairness, they've done a better job than the consoles. Oh, they truly have. I agree from, with you. From what I've no, seen. They really have. And, uh, but they're going to have microtransactions in this game, and they're going to oh, make yeah. a killing off of it. I guarantee it. Um, mm-hmm. Pay it, pay a dollar fifty for ten bananas or stars or something. Who like knows? That. I'm not sure how they're going to implement it yet, but it'll be interesting to for the turtle for for the for the honing turtle bomb or whatever. I would bet that they're probably going to charge for characters. I mean, I'm, and they'll probably oh. have like power up packs or something. But then again, that would mess with one of the yeah. core components of the gameplay. So I'm not sure how intrusive they want to be on that aspect. But anyway, just wanted to throw it out. Um, we'll be covering that as more information c- becomes available about it. Uh, Mario movie. Eh, they partnered with some animation company. I don't remember their name, um, but it might actually be promising. I'm not going to discount the possibility. It sure as heck. Is- I just don't trust it. Uh, Ooh, that reminds me though. I feel the need to point out that they are making a Batman and anime of all things. Like, have, have you guys seen yeah. like, is any the, of the... Is that the Ninja stuff? one? No, it actually... Yeah, the Ninja one. It actually looks pretty solid. <laughs> like, I mean, like, obviously, you're probably going to be disappointed if you're expecting, like, a Batman Batman. But if, if you go into it with an open mind for anime, it looks like it could have potential. Interesting. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to check it out as soon as I remember out. you were pretty hyped up about that whenever the trailer came out about it. And I think I watched it i'm not sure though it seems like a really weird concept but it could work it could or it could be a flop yeah I think so. it really depends on the execution yeah, that is also true we'll see but you know i have higher hopes in anime than i do in hollywood so yeah we'll see and that's usually that's usually justified yeah so i i think i've got hope for the mario movie we'll see how that goes too oh, um <laughs> the other big thing with nintendo is uh the Nintendo, and I'm going to, I really hope, I'm not sure if there's a pronunciation for this yet, Labo or Labo, not sure, but, you know. <laughs> I have no idea. You don't know about this cat? No. Oh, man. I, I'm going to love to hear your. It's, it's so fucking I'm weird. I'm going to love to hear your reaction to this. So, Nintendo. Wait, 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 what? wait. It's cardboard. Oh, man, why? I was going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah, I remember you told me about that. I had this elaborate scenario. I was going to present this in such a long <laughs> Good way. Job. Whatever. It's cardboard. Yeah. Nintendo had the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo had the idea. They're like, okay, the Switch is selling like hotcakes. What can we do to innovate further on it? And some dude. Cardboard. Some dude in a presser. Cardboard. Press room is just like, let's just make them. You remember how you, when you were a kid, you played in a box and you thought it was like fun to play with boxes and it was imagination like that SpongeBob episode. Let's just go ahead. Let's charge, let's charge people $80 for a kit of just cardboard. And then they can put their switch in it and it it can be great. And they're like, that's a great idea. And there are adults. There are people that are freaking out over this. Like I, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of, Kind of an interesting idea, but I can't believe. I, I think it's going to sell well. Um, it's Nintendo, <laughs> of course, it'll sell I mean, well. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a cute concept, but you know, forgive me for my lazy mentality, but I don't want to fucking pay to do work to have fun. I think that that's kind of their mentality. Like with kids, 
it, it's going to be kids that are building. It's kind of like replacing the idea of like whenever I was a kid. I don't know if you guys Legos. Like, Bionicle. Yeah. Okay. I loved getting a Bionicle and putting it together and playing with it. So it's kind of like oh, I hate it. It's kind of it. like the advancement of that idea. Um, I I think I I think I attempted one Bionicle when I was a kid. I hated it so much that like whenever I got future toys, I just left them in their boxes. What the hell is Bionicle? No. Oh man, it's it's like it's like it's like Legos meets Transformers or some bullshit. They were like oh, really no. they were based on like elements. There was like fire, water, or leaf, and there was always if you bought all of them, if you bought like all the elements and you put them together, you could actually like combine them all into like one super awesome crazy unit. It would give you instructions to combine their parts and like mix the elements together. Huh. I thought they were cool. You could hand make a literal god. I just remember I thought they were cool because back in the day, uh, that sounds creative though. Yeah, they were they're really cool. Back in the day, they had a commercial for it, and they were featuring like the All American Rejects as the song. <gasps> oh, hell they had you. Move Along as one of the songs, and wow. I was like, oh, that's a really cool that's... song. And so I kind of thought that kind of got. Into I it. I never saw that. That, that sounds. Kind of it's weird. weird, but it worked. I thought it was so cool as a kid. Actually made me want to get my first iPod <laughs> as well. That was the first song I ever downloaded Aww. on my iPod was Move Along. You were a slave to oh, ads. Oh, they're so good. It was a good ad. All American Rejects are so good. Exactly. So anyway, yeah, um, we'll see how this goes. We're going to cover that more in the future as well. I- I'm not sure. That's going to be really interesting. I bet you guys like Coldplay too. Oh, God. We're not talking about no. music right now. <laughs> we are not going to go down that road. Why? We're Podge Hodge. We can talk about whatever we want. That's true. Okay, that's fair. But we're not I'm not gonna let you bag on our musical taste. So not not right now. Next uh, Next thing. Uh <laughs> I'll save the <laughs> listeners from your singing. Uh Catherine Catherine was a cult classic game that came out on the PS3. That's uh, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh Crow also from one of our favorite from one of our favorite companies of all Atlas time. Atlas is Bay. We love Atlas. 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 Atlas is fucking Atlas, bae. we are completely open to reviewing any of your games if you are willing to send them to us. Uh, sponsor us, please. <laughs> uh, notice me, senpai. Um, yeah. Anyway. Am I... Hey, yo, they follow me, actually. My God. No bullshit. I'm envious of you. I'll have to get on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> regardless, Catherine... There has been a remake announced, and it's called Catherine Full Body, and it's generated a lot of controversy. Wait, is it a, so? Is it a remake or a remaster or reimagining? I think you've used the word reimagining. I it is a reimagining. Um, okay. Kat, have you? Do you know much about Catherine? I know nothing about it. I'm not big into anime games, though, so I know nothing about pretty much any of them. It is the. It's it's it's. The most pervy fucking video game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll continue on that. Oh. I will continue on that because <laughs> the way that they. Oh yeah, you play. You play Conception, haven't you? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. Catherine, the way that they marketed it. Okay, so like, just to give you an idea, the cover art for the PS3 version of the game has the main character inside of the one of the girls' cleavage. Like that's the cover. That's the cover art. What the fuck? So. And I think if you get if you bought like the premium version of it, you could get like a pair of his boxers or something yes, like could. that. <laughs> it was pretty great, and it came in a pizza box. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm still trying to get that. By the way, what it's a man's game. It is not actually a pervy game, not as much as you think. It's actually a a love triangle game, but it is still pretty. It pervy. is the weirdest marriage of gameplay elements I've ever seen. It is a puzzle game extremely freaking hard puzzle game. Okay, like a 3D puzzle yeah. game. 
And I'm not going to get too deep into the concept, but I'm extremely excited for them reimagining it. They're adding a new girl to it, so it's going to be well. It's a it's a, essentially essentially Catherine features like two main heroines or whatever you want to call them. Love interests like, that are named yeah love interests that are named Catherine, like one with a C, one with a K, <laughs> and they're appar- they're apparently adding a third a third quote unquote Catherine to the mix that just goes by the name Rin. Mm. And and uh, <laughs> From from the teaser that they offered, uh, it's going to add a very interesting dynamic to the uh, already interesting story. There's a speculation that this character is a transgender uh, character, <laughs> um, and it's heavily implied Whoa. heavily implied from the trailer that that's the case. But we are not actually sure yet. It's it's implied, but also if you've played the game, you also know that Vincent reacts to everything in a very over the top like, way. Like he he goes from zero to ten like in a heartbeat. Kind of reminds me of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It is actually quite similar to JoJo's Bizarre. But we'll Adventures. talk about that at a later date. Replace <laughs> replace replace Vincent with Speedwagon's voice, and you've got a winner. <laughs> uh, I can actually see that. Anyway, that's that was announced. It wasn't this week, but it was recent. And we wanted to mention that. Another thing, we're going to skip through a couple of these things. So there are two Year of the Dog events that are happening. One of them's for Overwatch. Pretty great. Got some good cosmetics out of that. Um, and there's also just today, um, Dead by Daylight announced a Year of the Dog event called the Howling event. And we don't really know mm. much about that yet other than there are some new cosmetics that are going to be brought over to the game, which are great. Not sure if there's going to be any blood point multipliers on for it or anything but you guys have any thoughts on this please i'm super excited but i'm so fucking curious all i ask is double d uh double b double bp like if i if i can get double blood points you know anything else is just gravy on top of that it'll be interesting to yeah see what they do but i've never really seen we're pretty new to the dead by daylight really um so we haven't been through very many events so i'm curious to see what they're gonna bring in yeah, we we just did it, like the what Christmas one, the winter one, winter solstice. solstice. Yeah, yeah, we 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 just did the winter solstice event. That was like our first event, and we 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 all started playing like around the same time. Uh, Kilana was the one that roped us into it, as she did with Overwatch and <laughs> The Last of Us. She she has a knack for finding good games that we can play together. Thank you. Um, I try. And in this, uh, so yeah, we we got spoiled on the was it double or triple. Blood points. Just double. It was double. Just double. But Just that was, double. What a hell of a week that was. It was glorious. And we didn't even realize what we had. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was a weekend. We it, it was so short. Was it? We played a shit ton of weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Holy crap. <laughs> it was actually impressive if we, you think back on it. Like, did I... Did I make enough to prestige? I'm that pretty weekend? sure you did. I'm pretty sure remember. you did. I'm pretty yeah. sure I did too. <laughs> Bang in, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we'll yeah, see what happens. I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm a fan of cosmetics. I'm a fan of collectibles, like always. But the the double BP is where I'm like really just excited right now. It's all that matters. Honest. You know, they really didn't do is. double BP for the winter solstice um in the beginning, and everyone was so what? angry about it. Yeah, I don't know if they planned it all along that they would do a little weekend with it or if they added that in because everyone was so freaking angry. <laughs> but people well, got really mad and they, they God threw bless it in the there. gaming community. I know. <laughs> There's some, yeah, Dead by Daylight's got a pretty great community. Visit their Reddit page uh, if if you want. They've got some really great memes out of that game. Shit memes. They're great. Shit memes galore. Dope live. 
dope live stream like every what thursday mm-hmm. no tuesday thursday. thursday right it is thursday okay yep fantastic yep check them out pretty great game we definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think we can... We are a little crunched on time, so we should probably move into the main segment. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> we are going to move into the main segment for the show, and we, we're pretty we're pretty excited about this one. It's a good way to start out Podchotch. Uh, it's nostalgia in video games. Uh, I'm pretty sure all three of us could talk about this forever, and we've actually got several games we're going to talk about. Um, nah, I, I haven't been playing video games long enough to have any nostalgia yet. Crow's a troll. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, we should probably get that out of the way. He's a troll. So, trolly. Trolly, troll, mm-hmm. troll. That doesn't sound like me. Mm. Absolutely not, no. We already kind of talked about or alluded to this with Shadow of the Colossus, the remake. Um, and Mario. And Mario. And, and Catherine, if you want to include PS3 as nostalgic. Exactly. And I think particularly me, I'm not sure about you guys, I've been focusing on a lot of remakes and remasters lately. Um, Kingdom Mm -hmm. Hearts 3 was just announced, or the trailer was just, they just dropped a new trailer, and I've actually been going back and playing through the older games on the PS3, the remasters, to get hyped up for them. Um, Yeah. So, what about you guys? Have Have you guys been playing a lot of remakes, or? No, always. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot was my biggest one. This last year. Oh, heck yes. I can I can jump <laughs> on this bandwagon. Crash Bandicoot was the first game I ever played. That was my first experience with a video game. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was... It, so good. It was one of my first on the PlayStation. Uh, but I played Sega before that. Yeah, Sega does what... But <laughs> in regards to PlayStation, oh, yeah. Oh gosh, I just posted that. <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo... I remember that now. Okay, yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old marketing slogan. Anyway. Um, it's true. Crash Bandicoot. You know, Vicarious <laughs> Visions developed that uh, that remaster, and my god, they did a phenomenal job. Whenever I first put that in my console and saw it, I was actually almost moved to tears because it was so. Oh yeah, it was so. They had such a nostalgic little splash screen opening. They, yeah, it's great. They did such a good job of keeping it, keeping the same style. Yeah, you know, they didn't like totally change it. Uh, the gameplay is still the same, and really just the graphics look a little prettier, but they're not stupid looking like the PS2 ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We 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 pretend those don't exist. They weren't made by Naughty Dog, so. Wait, was Crash Crash Bandicoot was originally yes, yeah. which is a great. Yeah, oh, wow. I honestly didn't know that. I know, I feel, right? So I like my 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 love affair with Naughty Dog began with Jack and Daxter. Actually, Boom. I I did not know that they were involved with Crash Bandicoot though. Yeah, and they actually is that is that remake out yet? The collection it came out right. Yes, it is. Um, I'm actually I've been kind of holding back on it again because I've already got like such a big backlog of games that I need to go through first. Um, but yeah, Jack and Daxter the I think I think they released like all four games like uh, one through three and then the the racing one. Um, and I've played two and three before, and they're they're just phenomenal games. Like they're fun. They've got like a pretty intense story that's like mixed. Like it's very whimsical, but it's also mixed with like a lot of dark and heavy moments. And it's just a game that like I enjoyed playing. And I'm really excited to play it on the on the PS4 once I actually get it. I didn't know it was out already. I haven't heard anybody yeah, talk about they, it very much. Yeah, it, it hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention, uh, which is kind of depressing to me, I guess. Yeah. But it, they they released um, the precursor precursor legacy, mm-hmm. I think, 
Um, they released that one with uh, Uncharted, like as a pre-order bonus, I believe. And then the rest of them just came out like a month or two ago, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you should. Have you played? Have you played the Precursor Legacy yet? Uh, I got it with. I pre-ordered the Lost Legacy, so I I got it for free, um, and I played a little bit of it, but the controls were really janky, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, and I've I've noticed that with a lot of uh, the PS2, PS1 ports. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, so being being the trophy whore that I am, but also I, I've been really getting into the nostalgia factor like lately. Um, and I, I try to play like as many new games as I can, just because you know mm-hmm. what's the point of having like a an, a current gen console if you're not going to take advantage of the games that are on it. But you know, I've also I've, I got Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X, the Final Fantasy XII remake. You know, I, I just platinumed uh, Bully and <laughs> uh, Destroy All Humans not too long ago, nice. which are both like pretty early PS2 games, like. Circa Day 2004 or 5, I think. And yeah, like, you know, the controls are wonky, but there's still just something about those games that make you just, like, want to play to just, you know, enjoy oh, yeah. it and not take things as seriously as people seem to Exactly, do mm-hmm. exactly. And that's actually really the heart of our main topic. Um, why exactly are remakes so popular? Like, what is it that you think is it uh, exactly about those games that is just so great. Is it truly just the good memories that we associate with them from whenever we played them when we were younger? Or was there a different mentality to making games back then? And it's just, things aren't the same now. Like, where do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Well, I mean, I think, I think both, to be honest, like, you know, games are, I guess, objectively games are like quote unquote better now in the sense that, you know, the music's better, the graphics are better. You can do more like gameplay wise, but at the same time, it's kind of like uh, as as we get like deeper into the consoles, into the next systems, blah blah blah. It, it gets it gets more sold out, I guess. Like mm-hmm. you know, one of the, one of the things that I like about these older games, as opposed to the newer games, is <laughs> no microtransactions. Because, you know, <laughs> how how are how are they going to profit from a game that's been you know made like that's just being ported? You know they can't they can't really go back and code on this additional content. So they're just like ah, we'll just make money by bringing by bringing it over and drawing in people for the nostalgia. But you know at the same time it's like and don't get me wrong, I love Overwatch, I love Dead by Daylight, but there's something refreshing about not having to pay for you know DLC content that like you know I really wanted to play as Jigsaw whenever whenever that chapter came out. So I paid what eight dollars for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's something refreshing about getting a game and everything that you need. And it need, being complete. <laughs> yeah, everything that you need is on that game. Yeah. So that's, for me, that's something huge. I actually, another game that I bought recently was uh, Dot Hacked You, uh, the last recode, I think. And I'd never, I'd, I'd never played a Dot Hack game before because they were always so expensive and they were kind of like the, the precursor to the episodic, episodic games because uh, you had to buy like three or four different games just to finish one story. And I actually like enjoyed it quite a bit. And one of the most refreshing things about it was not having to pay for additional content. That something that struck me whenever you said uh, complete game, Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh, <laughs> of course, it's the first thing forget, that pops f- in all our minds. <laughs> we we forgot to rant about that. Well, we? I th- I thought it would not. Well, it's kind of old now, but it'd be better to mention quite, here. Quite rantable still. Just because you know, 
Square. Oh, I'm still salty about it. <laughs> Me too. You know, Square Enix has, I mean, whenever I hear Square Enix, that evokes such powerful memories from whatever, I mean, Final Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX, all of those mm. back whenever I was a kid. And now yes. to see and compare the company to what it's like now back to what it was back then you know you could get tons of gameplay out of those old final fantasy games like they were Mm -hmm. jam-packed with gameplay elements and secrets and all sorts of stuff and now to see final fantasy 15 come out and basically operate under this games as a service model where it's like you know we'll release the game incomplete we'll split it up into chapters we'll make you guys pay for these chapters then we're going to do a complete edition and then we're going to do <laughs> so messed then up. we're going to do like and a here's the thing the complete edition they're still going to announce additional DLC so it's not complete like it's going to be incomplete after exactly it's like <laughs> and they'll probably have another complete edition well, it's like it's, the super it's like Royal you know edition. we got this quote unquote complete edition but we didn't say you know now we've got the complete royale special edition and it's going to have like all this other it's just i can't believe that they're getting away for it with this. And if you look, you know, there are people that are totally fine with it. Like they are still going to pay oh, for yeah. this content. If you don't like it, don't play it. <sighs> it's just, it's depressing. And I think that that's one of the things you, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Whenever you said microtransactions being absent as part of that nostalgia factor. I agree with you on that. Like mm-hmm. there, there was more, it felt like there was more love in those games than there was corporate interest. Absolutely. And I, you know, Obviously, I could I could be somewhat naive in saying that maybe that just wasn't part of the culture back then, so they couldn't profit from it. But I was a kid playing kids' games, and so I don't I don't see like what's wrong with the industry today from a, from an adult right. perspective. And I think another thing we can lump in there too is pride, pride in the product you're putting out, and quality control. Because back then, you know, a lot of developers now you see it's all too common for you to buy a game. Get home, put it in your PS4, or your Xbox One, and what's the first thing that happens? Day one patch. You always have a day <laughs> one patch. And it's always to address bugs and other features that maybe the developer wanted to throw in last minute. Back then, obviously, you'd get the disc, and what was on the disc was what you got. Like, just kind of mm-hmm. like what you alluded to. There was no fixing. And it was usually perfect. Like, they were always complete. Yeah, and I mean... There would occasionally there would occasionally be like certain moments that would glitch or you know yeah like cheats I guess maybe yeah but you know a lot of those things were like almost part of the charm like some sometimes they were intentional sometimes they weren't but you know it was still a complete game regardless of the little problems exactly yeah I would I prefer the glitches to the incomplete game money that to the incomplete <laughs> money suck. Yes. I just hate that it feels like we are being taken advantage of. We're being gouged, like price gouged at every corner. And this is a medium. I personally think this is the strongest storytelling medium that there is. Like, it incorporates. Oh, I, yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely just. And it's huge right now. Gaming is. You're talking about video games? Video games in general, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, gaming is so big right now. Um, I think I read today, even Google is wanting to make their own console now. Oh, wow. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that that'll be. I mean, I guess they have a, They probably have enough data to make a good console, but yeah, it still they've definitely got the talent. Suspect. They do. It'll be interesting to see but what it, comes out of that. It just what, goes what back to that. They, what would happen if they started like excluding stuff on Nintendo and PlayStation and Xbox from from the search results because they, <laughs> I know, they right? It's a competition. That'd be interesting. Google, why you do this? 
Nah. I don't, that'll be interesting to hear about if they actually get involved in that. Yeah. But, everyone's wanting a taste of it. Yeah. It, because it is such a big money-making industry right now. And, you know, you have companies yeah. like uh, EA and Activision. And, you know, they used to put out really good games. Like, back in the 90s, they were putting out some solid games. And now... It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Back in the 90s. You're showing your age, yeah, old I man. Know. Well, I mean, <laughs> there is truth to it, though. I mean, they're pretty much associated. If you say EA or Activision, pretty much you get an immediate cringe reaction from anyone that knows oh, I, about what they've been doing. I remember, but I used to... Did, didn't they put out the 007 games back in the day? Did they? I think. I, I could be wrong on that. I just, like, I didn't play, like, any, like you know, sports games whenever I was a kid. So, I, but I still always remember the whole EA games challenge everything. Hmm. Or EA games. It's and in I, the game or something is what I thought that it was or something. Or what the hell am I EA thinking? sports. Yeah. It's in the that game. That one. Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Okay. Maybe I lied. <laughs> that was kind of close. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I did play sports games. and I just can't remember any of them. Yeah. I'm not sure. I just, uh, I don't know. And you know, I've noticed this too. Um, all these PS3 games, are already making their way onto the PS4. Like, it seems like... So you've got all these old remasters, right, that were kind of slowly making their way onto the PS3. And then I've noticed now that there's they're remaking or remastering games way faster. You know, you've got... Yes. So what do you think the reason for that is? I mean, just quick cash grab or just because no backwards compatibility or... (laughs) I think it's absolutely for the money. I mean, and it's sad because I'm very happy about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I own Final Fantasy, you know, all the old Final Fantasies on PS1, and they'll play fine on the PS3. But as soon as they announced FF9 for PS4, I was so fucking excited. I bought it the instant yeah, it came one. out. Yeah. Now they just need to do Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. God, don't, do not get me started. <laughs> Yes, I could talk for hours week. on that one. There's a little teaser for all of our listeners on how uh, how <laughs> Catnado feels about Final Fantasy VIII. Is that is that your mm, at the very least that's your yeah that's your favorite uh, PlayStation game, isn't it? It's like my maybe, favorite. Maybe it was my favorite game until The Last of Us. Yeah, prior to that. Yeah, whenever The Last of Us came out, I was like, I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, I think it's my favorite game. I think it beats Final Fantasy VIII, <laughs> and he was like, What? Yeah, but yeah, FFA. But the Last amazing. of Us is phenomenal, so that's understandable. Yes. Oh, The Last of Us. Yeah, I was pretty hyped whenever they announced that they were going to port that over to the PS4. Uh, I bought yep. it. That was yeah. my first experience too. Was the remake or remaster? I should say. See, and I got I got The Last of Us the first day that it came out on the PS3, and I mean, I beat it nice. multiple times and loved it, just like pretty much yeah. everyone else. And whenever they announced it for the PS4, you know, I was like, I'm definitely going to buy this. Didn't care that I had already paid the money to buy it. I felt mm-hmm. like Naughty Dog deserved the money because I feel like that yes. game was so well executed and you could tell they put love and time into it. So I'm perfectly, I was exactly. perfectly fine with it. It goes with- back to that. Yeah, it goes back to what we were saying. Like what's so great about older games is you felt like there was love and care put into it. And it's weird, but The Last of Us really stood out to me as a newer game because it did feel like they put a lot of love into that game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too. Like mm-hmm. Naughty Dog is, has has grown into one of my favorite gaming studios just because I, I I don't feel like they've sold out 
at least not completely at this point in time. No. And they put out quality um, products. Like you can tell yes. they're they quality. Do. All of them. Mm-hmm. Uncharted Absolutely. and everything. I, I, there's not Jack and Dax. Not one game that they've made that I have disliked. Um, so, and that's what that's what kills me about Final Fantasy 15 is like I still love Square Enix. Like they're still one of my favorite like game studios of all time. But they're they're going they're in a major very dark direction. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. it we it all is. know it's true. Square, we love you. Come back. No, we to don't. Us. <laughs> I like Square Soft. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like Square Enix. Ooh. <laughs> kind of distinguish it. For me, Square Soft seemed to start, or not Square Soft, Square Enix started falling behind on their Final Fantasy games whenever they started caring too much about graphics. Or maybe it just happened to happen at the same time. Who knows? But whenever their games started looking really pretty, the stories were pretty lacking. I'm not. I'm not sure I would agree on that point, but it, it it is a close time frame. But I don't I don't think there's a correlation personally. Twelve is when it started going downhill for me. <laughs> I still haven't played twelve all the way through, but God, Vaughn I don't is hate twelve, me. but yeah, it, it was eh, God, and then I hated thirteen. Vaughn is 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 probably the weakest Final Fantasy protagonist like of all time, though. I hate to say. Yeah, he's not a protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the side he's he's Balthier's sidekick. Exactly. I haven't played twelve yet, so but yeah, it's still in the your pro- shrink wrap. Problem is Vaughn is still in Vaughn is still in uh the Final Fantasy twelve representative character in Dissidia, and I really want to see Balthier really? in there. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird and kind of yeah. Insulting. I, I, yeah. Anyway. So basically so, what we're getting to is yeah. There is, it's not just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, I don't think. There is definitely, mm-hmm. there, I think. A pragmatic reason. Yeah, too. yeah. I think that there, there is a tangible difference in quality. And I'm not saying that there are still some uh, producer or developers like CD Projekt Red and Naughty Dog uh, that put out consistently quality products and they respect the consumer. But I think that by and large, uh, there was, you know, there's been an evolution, a distinct evolution in the g- way that games have been developed, but there's definitely something special and endearing about those older games that are getting ported over and remastered. And I'm glad that they're seeing the love, to be honest. Uh, they deserve it. And this, mm-hmm. this, these newer generation of, uh, gamers, uh, they get to experience hopefully what that feeling that we felt whenever we were younger. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome to me. I do wish they would make more games like they used to, like Crash Bandicoot. Uh, yeah, more what, platform what are, what are games. Some games. What are some games that you guys want to see like remade from from the PS One, PS Two gen? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Not from the PS One and PS Two generation per se, but there are games that I definitely want to see remade. I'll pick a pick a few. Okay, well, my big one is Fire Emblem. The original Fire Emblem games. I, those games captivated me as a kid. I mean, granted, they were out on the PS3. Or, I mean, PS3. Good Lord. Not on the PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, they were out on the Game Boy Advance. So, And their nature is they're a, a tactical game. So, I mean, there's not... Some would argue that there wouldn't be much to remake. But I think that... Uh, there's a lot of potential for maybe a reimagining of them. They're awesome games. Would love to see them remade. How about you guys? Anything? Any of your games that pop out that you would want to see remade? 
I'm going to talk about the one that was rumored <laughs> today, Spyro. Hell yeah. Spyro trilogy. Oh yeah, Spyro. <laughs> Lots of good memories with Spyro. Yes. And they're saying it's rumors, but I I mean, it's pretty much confirmed because I felt like Crash Bandicoot was them dipping their toes in and it sold so fucking well that it's only a matter of time before Spyro is remastered. What I thought was interesting was I saw that report as well. And uh, they mentioned in the report that it was going to be Vicarious Visions who developed it as well. Same people who did the Mm -hmm. Insane Trilogy, which would be awesome. Yes. Oh, I'm so uh, excited. I think for me, I really want to see uh, Simpsons Hit and Run <laughs> brought over to the PS4. That's a really weird like, choice. I mean, not in a bad way. Man, that that's shit. Like, and don't get me wrong, I, di- I didn't, like, I liked Grand Theft Auto okay, but I never really, like, got into it, into it. But uh, it, it's a different story when it's with Simpsons characters. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about never that game. Tell it. me about that game. Yeah. I, I don't really know anything Please. about it. Never played it. Um, I mean, like literally Grand Theft Auto, but you're Homer Bart doing shit. Is there anything special about the gameplay or is it just kind of like a kart racer type game? Oh no, like you're, you can run around, you can like, God, it's been such a long time since I played it. I don't want, like I could very easily be mixing up certain aspects of it with Grand Theft Auto or Bully. So I don't want to like comment too much on the gameplay, just as far as nostalgia games go, it was like it was a major one for me. Huh. I might have to check it out. Or they might remake it. See how it looks fun. Maybe. <laughs> Send that right up to the uh the execs that totally listen to us. <laughs> yeah. But see the thing too is like all these games, I feel like there's potential for all of them. Like obviously, as Kalana said, Spyro was just announced, so they're already moving on that one. I could see them moving on the original Spy uh sorry, the original Fire Emblem games too. Um, just because Fire Emblem is such a huge series, mm. and even Simpsons Hit and Run, like it might be the lowest, uh, the lowest of those three, but I could still see them remaking it. But man, there's there's some games that we played as as kids that you just know are never going to see a remake. Like, what are some of those games for you guys that won't see remakes? <laughs> that will not ever be so remade or ported or anything like that. Uh, oh God, that's depressing to think about. But there are a couple. You got any? You got any I cat? Uh, one one that you and I both grew up with. I don't know how many people did, but Fighting Force. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god! Yes, that game. That game, man. It's so sad because no one ever talks about it. It's been forgotten in time. That was the first co-op game I ever played. Played it with my cousin. I, he would come over to my house and we'd sit in front of the PlayStation for hours, and I'd be—I don't even remember the characters. I don't remember their names. I was the big buff dude, like the obscenely buff dude. Just I thought yeah. it was so cool that in one of the levels, I think it was the opening level that you could go and like rip like an elevator hole. <laughs> yes. You could rip like random objects <laughs> off of the wall and just beat the crap out of people with them. And I thought that yeah, was so cool. It was as a so kid. much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree though. I don't think that'll ever have, be remade, unfortunately. I have no earthly clue what you were just talking about. No one does. Look it up, man. It's. <laughs> And that's why it's not going to be remade. <laughs> yes. It's so good. I think uh, I don't remember who published it though. It may have been Ubisoft, maybe for Acclaim. <laughs> I'm not sure. Kind of curious about that. But anyway, yeah, I don't think that'll be remade. Uh, Crow, there, there's one that I know that you've talked about a lot that I agree definitely won't be <laughs> remade. Unfortunately, 
Not a chance in hell. <laughs> what is it? Jade Cocoon 2. See, I don't even, Again, I don't even know about... Pro- probably probably less people know about that than Fighting Force, to be honest. And I'm not going to lie, the story was kind of dog shit. Like, I, I, played through, like, <laughs> up into, I played through, like, up until the very last boss, and I was just like, well, that was a very unsatisfying payoff. But the gameplay itself was so much fun to me. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those games. It's like it's not necessarily like the best thing that I've ever played, but it's definitely like one of the more uh, experimental games that I've played, and it left a pretty strong impression on me. What, what is yeah. that? What what are you doing? Is that the card game that you were telling me about, or is it? No, no, no. I don't. What card game are you thinking? Yeah, of? I don't remember. No, it's. Uh, think of it kind of like. Almost like Pokemon, except so there's elements, like there's four elements and they're like these like three monsters are like on a wheel and you basically spin the wheel and like you uh, you choose like where what elemental side that you want it to be on. And like some of these monsters can double dip in these elements, like some can double dip as like fire slash earth or, you know, something like that. And uh, basically you're just choosing what side of the wheel you want to attack, defend, you know, whatever you want to do. And, you know, it, it sounds, like, very simple. Like, pretty much all the all the strategy comes, like, before you actually get into the fight. But, I don't know. It's just, it was it was something very interesting that they did very well. Huh. You know, actually, I think yeah. that there, I mean, that does sound interesting. There are two, two more games that I, I mean, I thought of that I think may actually have a chance of being remade. Now, I mean, I think it's a slim chance. But I think that there is a chance. Um, and one of them, I know you are going to definitely want to be remade, like without a doubt. Uh, the other one you may not know about very much. Lost Odyssey. <laughs> uh, that was a game that came out on the yes. Xbox 360. And it was by Square, but it did not get the love that it deserved. It is a phenomenal game. Uh, but I think that's a perfect... I've heard of it. Never played perfect it, Perfect. Excellent. Yes. And, you know... Cat and I love music, and we love, and I'm gonna—I don't want to butcher his name, but Nobuo Uematsu. Uh, mm. We actually saw the Distant World concert a couple weeks ago, and it was pretty phenomenal. Um, That's oh, man. amazing! You've been—you've been waiting this entire podcast to throw that back in my <laughs> to face. To brag a little, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, I had to. Nobuo um, Uematsu took a different direction in his composing style for that game. But aside from that, great battle system, great everything, great story, really sad. Um, perfect example of what happens when a when a powerhouse of a game releases in a bad time window. It was released alongside a yes. couple other games that were, I don't remember what they were at the time, but uh, basically stole their thunder, and it did not get the mm-hmm. love that it deserved. If it was ever remade, do you think it would be, because it was an Xbox exclusive, what could it ever come out for PlayStation or I would hope it could. Like how does that work? I would hope that it could, but I know, I mean, technically what I thought was cool is I have a copy of lost odyssey and something cool that I think Xbox does. Um, you know, my Xbox one, I don't use it very much anymore, but you can actually get backwards compatibility with some select Xbox 360 titles and lost odyssey mm-hmm. is actually compatible with that. So I think that that nice. is a step in the right direction, but I think that if they maybe tweaked it and maybe updated the graphics a little bit, um, you know, did the basic little rework treatment that they do with most games, I think that that game could see a resurgence in popularity. I really do. It's a great game. Um, everyone should check it out if you've got the capabilities of doing so. The other game I was going to mention 
uh, is actually a Shin Megami Tensei game. Uh, Crow and I are huge fans of the Shin Megami Tensei series, Persona series, all of them. Once again, we mentioned earlier we're huge fans of Atlas. Um, Nocturne. Crow, you want to... Yeah, I know you've got yeah. several things to say about this one. So, I actually, like, I never played Nocturne all the way through, and I think that's, like, one of my only sins, because I'm, I'm a fairly innocent guy when it comes down oh, yeah. to it. Um, <laughs> Nocturne, Nocturne was a phenomenal game, though, from the little bit that I played through it. And, like, I've, I've played, uh, Shimigami Tensei 4, Shimigami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, um, like, all the way through multiple times for 4 and, like, fully beat Apocalypse. Um, so, like, I really wanted to see, like, what came right before that, um, cause they were supposed to be, like, the, I guess, direct sequels to Nocturne. Or perhaps Strange Journey, I guess, was the direct sequel, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Well, I think so. Huh. I, I know it's, I know it's considered a mainline Shin Megami Tensei game, even though it didn't receive a title. Mm, not sure. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, so basically, like, the world comes to an end, and, you become like a demi, what, what, what's it called? Demi fiend? I believe is what, is what they, they call him. The yeah, character. I believe so. Yeah, the demi fiend. And like, I just remember the impact it made on me. Like whenever I first see him becoming the demi fiend, it, it's like one of the most powerful scenes for me in, in PlayStation 2 history. Cause it, it was, it was almost underwhelming. Like you just kind of wake up and you're the demi fiend, but this is like right after the whole fucking world's come to an end. And like, you don't know what's happened to your friends and your teacher and like everything that you knew. And you just like wake up as the demi fiend, and you're attacked by demons. And uh, Judge, I know you'll appreciate this. Uh, Steven is also in that game. Uh, the character yes. Steven. Yeah, he's he's kind of your guide at the very beginning. Cat, for since since you haven't played any of the Shin Megami Tensei games, uh, the character Steven is actually like almost like a direct plagiarism of, of Stephen Hawkins. <laughs> Hawking, yeah, Stephen nice. Hawking. Yeah. Hawking, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> Stephen sorry Stephen Hawking yeah sorry about that uh, it's I would love to see this game remade would absolutely love to why do you guys think it won't be <sighs> the Shin Megami Tensei series in general is kind of cult culty like it has a strong cult yeah a cult following um, like Persona is like the 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 mainstream Shin Megami Tensei yeah like that that, that that's Shin Megami Tensei that is allowed to be popular and be, you know, they're they're allowed to make money off of that, like on a large scale. Whereas, like the 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 mainstream Shin Megami Tensei series is like so dark. It deals with religion. Like I know uh, Shin Megami Tensei Four Apocalypse. Uh, it it got quite a bit of backlash, partially because of the way that uh, the god uh, Krishna was portrayed. Portrayed, yeah, yeah. Hmm. and then. Uh, I didn't hear as much of a backlash about this, but I, I know it was still an issue. The Christian god Yahweh was also, like, made an appearance, and you you actually, spoiler alert, have to kill him in one of the playthroughs. Huh. So, very risky. You know, th- these very are, risky. It's, yeah, it's, it's a very, <laughs> it's a very risky, uh, it's a very risky tactic for, for a Western release, and I'm so glad that we got it, because it's such a good game. But, you know, the idea of them, like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they, at the very least, ported, if not outright remade Nocturne, because mm-hmm. it's, like, probably the most popular Shin Megami Tensei game, but, or at the very least, the most iconic game, 
but it's just that it's such a dark game and they've kind of converted away from console and mostly they're leaning toward handheld with the Shin Megami Tensei games. I so I don't know. So I don't know if it would ever get a console remaster, port, release, what have you. Who knows? Maybe it will. Probably not. Can always hope. We can try though. <laughs> Probably. Not. We can exercise our huge influence over everything. You know, maybe get them yeah. to remake it. Well, you know, it's been a pretty good show. I'd say this has been a pretty good show. Um, so kind of had an idea. Kind of thought, you know, across all of our gaming time in overwatch and dead by daylight we sometimes come across some truly magical (laughs) magical people who truly creative individuals who come up with some of the most ingenious gamer tags and uh just gamer ids in general and so we've accrued uh, quite an interesting list of them and to close out every one of our shows kind of thought maybe we could throw one of them out and react to it (laughs) because they're almost almost all great it would sure sure be nice if I had that list that you've been hoarding. It's it's been a long time in the making, old friend. But mm-hmm. we're gonna start at the top. We're gonna work our way down. So for episode one of Podge Hodge, the cringy slash amazing slash how did they come up with this name is Slash how did they get away with it? It is Steamy <laughs> Narwhal. That is the name. <laughs> Steamy. Steamy narwhal, not just, you know, Steamy. narwhal. I mean, it got to throw two arbitrary terms together. <laughs> Sounds like a Redditor. <laughs> Probably. I just, <laughs> like, I, I, I read that name and just, like, insta-nutted like it was great. <laughs> oh, God. Insta-nutted. Oh, man. Insta-nutted. That's quite a reaction. <laughs> it's a powerful reaction. I know. <laughs> not sure. You've, you've clearly, you've clearly, you've clearly never seen a steamy narwhal. <laughs> I guess not. Kind of interested in seeing that. So yeah, Steaming Orwell. You know, if you're listening, <laughs> you you're, we appreciate you're in our you. inaugural yes. commemorative episode, first episode, closing it out. <laughs> so with that, I think oh, we can man. officially close. Uh, wait, wait, wait. We, we don't want to do any more. Do you, do you want to do more? I mean, do we want to? Ah, uh, you know, this is a special occasion. <laughs> we can we can throw one more in. How about? I see wiener. It's not even. Is that a real? It's one? a real one. I kid you not. Yes. It is spelled I space C space W E E N I R. Where did you see this? This was on Overwatch. I think it was Overwatch, right? Yes, it's real. How did was they that get a, that, was that name? Go look it up. Go look know. it up. You can look them up. <laughs> was, yeah, was that our teammate? Rank is. It was one of our teammates. I feel like he was a teammate. I feel like he got play of the <laughs> game did. too. I mean, he or she did. Who knows? You know? How was it spelled? Uh, I space C space W-E-E-N-I-R. Actually, I might have just put spaces and they should have been underscores. I don't remember. Yeah. I was dying whenever I saw it. So, you know. <laughs> so we near. We near. We near. Can add a little bit of a, uh, you know, I don't know. Accent. You can add That's an accent impressive. to it. I see we near. <laughs> <laughs> oh well great way to close the show yeah. guys great okay <laughs> so with that being said shout out shout out to steamy narwhal and icy wiener we love you guys yep. they're the chosen few gals. <laughs> so we were so happy to deliver this awesome first episode of podge hodge to you so on behalf of judge ruled crow 
and Catnado. We thank you, and we hope that you'll tune in next time. Hope you have a great week. See you guys. See ya. Bye.